Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, as always, and welcome to the podcast. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk another 2020 National Electrical Code change, and we are going to stay in the grounding and bonding world of Article 250. And we're going to talk about 250.64a. That is grounding electroconductor installations and aluminum or copper-clad aluminum conductors. Now, we all know copper-clad aluminum conductors is an aluminum conductor. So even though it has a copper-clad, metallurgically bonded shell, whatever, veneer, whatever you want to call it, just remember throughout the National Electrical Code, it is treated as an aluminum conductor. Okay? Yes, it's got the copper. Yep. But the majority of its core, it is an aluminum product. So that's why the impacities fall in line with aluminum products. Okay, um, but now we're talking about a grounding electroconductor, which could be aluminum. A lot of people are shocked that it could be a, a, a GEC could be aluminum, or it could be a copper-clad aluminum conductor, either or. So under the 2017 code, uh, it was very specific, and I'm going to read you what it said in 250.64a for the 2017 code, so that you can kind of see what's what's changed, the mentality that's changed with these connections in. The, the concept. Now, some of the stuff is kind of similar, but we do have some changes when it comes to aluminum uh, and copper-clad aluminum. And yes, just because the copper-clad aluminum is, is cladded in copper, it still falls under these rules and these requirements, okay, even though it happens to have that veneer that is a copper, if you will. So let's look at it. So 250.64a is specifically dealing with alum, alum, aluminum. What? What the? Aluminum or copper-clad aluminum. You ever get where your mouth just gets talking faster than your brain? I know I do that a lot. I can already hear the comments out there. But it's because i got so much to tell you and so little time to do it. And everybody doesn't like my long, 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 long-winded podcasts sometimes. So I'm trying to appeal to everybody. So let's talk about it. Aluminum or copper-clad aluminum conductors. It says bare aluminum or copper-clad aluminum uh, grounding electroconductors shall not be used where in direct contact with masonry or the earth or where subject to corrosive conditions. Okay? And then, of course, that always lended to my argument about the application around pools and stuff, whereas, again, all outside locations that are outside subject to the elements are corrosive conditions, just, just different levels. Uh, and anyway, that's a, that's for another time. So it says that it can't be installed where in direct contact with masonry or the earth or we're subject to corrosive conditions. All right, we got that. It says we're used outside, okay, aluminum or copper cat aluminum grounding electroconductors shall not be terminated within 18 inches of the earth. So in that next sentence, it says, okay, 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 wait a minute. So not we're subject to corrosive conditions, but we're okay with outside. Outside is not a corrosive condition in the way this sentence goes. And that's fine. I'm going to trend with it. I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to go with that. And so it can't be done within 18 inches of the earth. Okay, so if you have a connection, you're running a 
copper-clad aluminum or you're running an aluminum conductor and you're running it as a grounding electrode conductor, which you can do, uh, and you're making that connection, uh, if you're outside, you just can't make that connection within 18 inches of the earth. Uh, if you're running inside, then you can make that connection to whatever electrode you might be running to that's inside the building or access inside the building or whatever. Just be aware of, of dissimilar metals and the type of device you use that it's listed for that connection. And we'll just leave that there. So let's see what's changed in the 2020 code. So the biggest difference was that was a paragraph. Now we have three list items, okay, uh, that covers this. Now I'm going to read you the change. Uh, in 250.64a, it says aluminum or copper-clad aluminum conductors, so that didn't change. It says grounding electroconductors of bare, covered, or insulated aluminum or copper-clad aluminum. That's a change because previously it just seemed to only care about the bare. All right. Uh, shall comply with the following. Okay, so that pulls us back a little bit because previously we're like, dude, if we're not running bare, then, then we're good to go, right? Well... No, okay. Um, this gives a little more clarity to what the panel in, in, intended to do. So it doesn't matter whether it's bare or it's covered. Covered means it's inside of some type of sheathing in a jacketing material, whatnot, or it's insulated conductor, just a pure THHN, THWN, XHN, whatever it is that's insulated. Okay, so it's covering all these, okay, whether it's aluminum or copper clad aluminum. It shall comply with the following. Okay. You have a one, a two, and a three. All right, let's look at the first one. So the first one says, okay, if it's bare or covered conductors without an extruded polymeric covering shall not be installed where subject to corrosive conditions or be installed in direct contact with concrete. All right, so this is talking about bare conductors itself, but when it says covered conductors without an extruded polymeric uh, covering uh, that would be any of the, the the bears that are inside a covered product, okay, like a cable with a with a sheathing covering, but the conductor inside of it is bare, okay. So that's kind of what it's talking about there, and it only applies, okay, if it's subject to corrosive condition or is installed in direct contact with the concrete, okay. So if you don't have those two conditions, then have at it. it can be bare, can be covered. Okay. Notice that insulated wasn't in here, so insulated doesn't come into, into play here. Also notice that if it was a covered conductor, but it did have an extruded polymeric covering, Okay, and polymeric is, is a plastic, I think I actually proposed this wording because i only only wire guy on the committee, I think, I, I can't remember, but polymeric is better to use because it could be PVC insulation, could be um, cross-link polyethylene, XLPE or, or whatever, uh, then that would make this unnecessary because of the known properties of that polymeric condition that is resistant to these conditions. Okay, so but we have one and we get it. Okay, so whether we're running bare or we have a bare that's inside of a covered cable assembly and they didn't have a polymeric extrusion over top of the bare conductor, obviously that's why it's bare or covered. Covered means it's a bare inside of a covered assembly, like a for lack of a better term, SE cable, okay, with the, with the bear uh, inside of it. You get what I'm saying, right? Okay, even though that's not a grounding electroconductor, I'm just kind of giving you a, a, a way to understand what we're talking about. Okay, so then the next one says, 
Oh, another one I should probably say this is when we say a covered conductor without extruded polymeric covering, there is an application where you can get the grounding electrode conductor under UL467, I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that. But it is a bare conductor that's inside of an armor. Uh, in that application, uh, it wouldn't be polymeric uh, extruded over it. And so that's what it's talking about here. So a bare or a covered uh, conductor without an extruded polymeric covering. Okay. So uh, you, you get what I'm saying. So then you go to the next one too. It says, okay, um, terminations made within outdoor enclosures that are listed and identified for the environment shall be permitted within 18 inches of the bottom of the enclosure. So if I have an enclosure, let's say a transformer or whatnot, and it's listed for its environment, it's an outdoor transformer, it's an enclosure, everything is there and you come into it, then I can make connections that are within 18 inches of the bottom of the enclosure. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of argument to have the term concrete put in there is, is, the, is the line of demarcation and concrete considered an earth. Uh, and really, it was just kind of just dealing with the bottom of the enclosure. That's, that's, you know, you draw this imaginary line across the bottom of the enclosure. That's what you're dealing with. Okay, so if the enclosure is listed and identified for the environment to where it's being used, then I can make that connection, if that happens to be where the terminals are to make that connection, within 18 inches of the bottom of that enclosure. And that's perfectly okay. Would not have been okay in the 2017 code. It is okay. Again, you got to remember that piece of equipment is already listed for that environment. So, you know, it is what it is. The last one is three, and it says aluminum or copper clad aluminum conductors external to buildings or equipment in, or equipment enclosures shall not be terminated within 18 inches of the earth. So in this case, if it's outside the building, you're going to the electrode, which is kind of in line of what we, we had in the 2017 code. If you're going to it and the electrodes are outside of the building, then again, it's the same thing. Can't be made within 18 inches of the earth. Um, but if you're going to an uh, equipment and that connection is outside of the equipment enclosure, same rule applies. Now, inside the equipment, if it, again... If that termination is made outdoors inside of an enclosure that is listed and identified for the environment, then okay, I can be less than 18 inches. But for some reason, if I'm making that connection outside of that enclosure, then that's where we, we have the, the problem. And that might be a, a connection that's being made outside of, say, a transformer that's going to an electrode for some other reason. Then we have conditions where we now moved one of those terminations is now outside of an enclosure uh, or equipment then we have a problem. Then we have to maintain the 18-inch rule, uh, 18 inches of the earth. So that was the change that took place in the 2020 code. Uh, again, this is going to allow us to go, the biggest change here is going to allow us to make that connection within 18 inches of the bottom of the enclosure. If the enclosure we're working with outdoors is listed and identified for the environment, you know, wet location, 3R, whatever the rating is, that's going to allow that application, okay? That uh, makes sense um, because, you know, everything else inside of that enclosure is typically because of the rating of that enclosure or that equipment is something that has to be maintained anyway. So that was a good change. Uh, all picked up. So anyway, that's your change in 250.64A. So I hope you got something out of that. Uh, again, 
uh, feel free to email me at info, that's I-N-F-O, at, that's a little at symbol, uh, electricalcodeacademy.com or info, I-N-F-O, at masterthenec, all one word, dot com. And I'm more than happy to answer your questions. Again, I give away thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of advice. You can take it if you want it. If you don't, don't take it. It's not going to stop me doing podcasts. So, you know, haters be haters. What is that song? Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. Yeah, I know. I'm not a singer. But anyway, I don't worry about them. I revolve in my own world, whether people like it or not. I do my thing, and I don't aim to try to please everybody. Don't care to. So hopefully you got something out of it. I want to see you succeed in passing your exams. Visit our website if you need help on passing your exam. We have courses that are designated to that. If you're a large electrical contracting firm and you want to make sure that you have the best staff available, then we have a four-year curriculum program. You don't have to do the four years. You can do the one year. You can do the residential only, commercial only, industrial only, uh, grounding and bonding only. You can do, uh, if you're trying to prepare for an exam, we have a fast tracks program. Uh, We offer discounts for multiple uh, keys or licenses for the different firms. If you're a bigger company uh, that want us to track all your analytics, the the LMS of the backbone, give you reports on every student. Uh, They work during the day, and then you can require them to do one hour of study each evening, uh, three times a week. We'll track all that and make sure that the students stay on track and send your director of of training a report on each student every week. However you want it, we offer these types of courses at Electrical Code Academy. Again, it's gone a long way from a one course to now we offer a total curriculum, which technically could give you four years. Um, All of our products are certified through our Corporation, so we'll give you certificate of completions for everything. Uh, once you complete the program, uh, all those type of things to help expand the knowledge. I'm always available to answer questions. That's why I do it, uh, and I appreciate all the donations that people that listen to our podcasts. At the bottom of our website, there's a donate button. There's a lot of people that donate a little bit here and there. Five dollars here, ten dollars here, two dollars, whatever it is, we take it because that helps go towards the ability to to make up for the time to do these podcasts and the in the in the in the system. You know, it's expensive. All you got to do is go look at the prices of of our hosting system for Spreaker, and you'll see what it costs and all those other type of things that we do. We appreciate you immensely and and all your patronage to us. We appreciate you. Uh, You have any other questions, again, reach out to us. You can also go to the website, masterthenec.com or electricalcodeacademy.com. There's a contact us button. If you want to send an email that way, send it that way. More than happy to answer it. Um, Visit our Facebook page. If you're studying for an exam, dudes, let me tell you, go over to our Facebook and search on Facebook for Master the NEC Exam Prep. Answer the question. Again, it's not a social club. If you're really trying to study for an exam, we'll let you in. And I answer a lot of questions in there. Other people answer them as well. Again, this is a forum to help you prepare for the exam. I mean, I give you so much free stuff. Nobody else does that. Name me one person that gives you as much free stuff. I'm not talking tidbits, a little excerpts. I'm talking full lessons. I give you all kinds of lessons for free. Go watch our videos on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash master the NEC. Scroll down the list. Dude, you're going to see hundreds of different videos, podcasts, and everybody seems to love the podcast, so we're going to keep doing the podcast. So hopefully you got something out of it, folks. Till next time, stay safe. God bless, and I appreciate you. Every day the future's getting closer. Every day the future's looking bright. Every day is another beginning.